Thank you and welcome back for this very special final episode of season six of the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, and I've been interviewing Dr. Gail Hayes all week talking about different perspectives on her business, but also, you know, things like race relations in the United States. And these last two episodes titled The Futures Tapestry Parts 1 and 2 happened because we had planned on one episode, The Futures Tapestry. But Dr. Gail and I just dove in so deep and just we just couldn't stop. And as a result, uh, my wonderful podcast editor said that she could not in good conscience edit everything down into one episode. So you get a special bonus second episode. We actually broke The Futures Tapestry in half so we could give you more of this fantastic content. So please tune in. If you didn't catch yesterday's episode, go ahead and check that out first and then come back to this one. And feel free to reach out to Dr. Gail or I about anything that you've heard in these episodes. Remember, these aren't meant to give you all of the answers. What they're meant to do is to give you different perspectives, a perspective outside of your own potentially, and to start conversations. So let us know what you think. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and share this episode with whomever you think would benefit from listening to it. All right, let's get into the conversation. I remember taking a survey in the army. The army always did these like climate surveys, right? The command climate surveys. And I remember as I was filling it out. So, you know, and I, I tried to offer like real feedback, but I had to start over because I had certain things I wanted to say, but you know, they, they would make people uncomfortable, but I, they have you fill out a demographic portion and it's like, okay, male or female. Cause that's in the middle. Like, I know some people, as civilians are un- like, they don't like the words male, female, but in the military, like that's just part of our vernacular. That's right? just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Right. So you put like male or female, you put your age or age range that you're in and you put your rank and then you put your race. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, okay. So I put female. All right. Okay. I put my age, you know, I was in my twenties and I was like, okay. And then here's my rank. I was a staff sergeant. Oh, and here's my race. Well, you can go. You can go either way. Check them both. I was like, I use like if it's only if it's only pick one. If it's only pick one, then I usually put black. If it's pick more than one, then I'll put you know black and white. But then I realized that just based off of that demographic information alone, <laughs> I was one of two female black oh staff oh sergeants in my unit. And I was like, well, I got to throw that away. And start yeah, so, they know who you were. <laughs> so that's the other thing too, is like when we look at diversity and they like to look at data and numbers, you have to be careful that the questions you're asking aren't going to potentially be weaponized against the, the person who has to fill it out. Because once I did that, like I, I was, that was the end. Like I was very close to just turning it in. If I had turned it in that way, that could have impacted my career. Absolutely. But yeah, that was that was a fear for me at the time because I realized I I was like, nope, I gave way too much information here on this piece of paper without like it's not that I minded saying it, but with with it being on the paper versus it coming out of my mouth, I lost my opportunity to have a counter argument. Right, exactly. To defend myself or to ex- further explain my perspectives if someone was confused, all oh, they would have had that paper and been able to use it against me because they would have known who it was. It'd have been me. Of course they would have known, yes. <laughs> I think that we need to continue yeah, talking I mean, there, about race until it's until it's comfortable. And people don't want to talk about it because it's uncomfortable. We, 
Yes, that's it. That's what, how long are we going to have to talk about this until we are all comfortable? We need to keep talking about it until we're comfortable. That's what happens, you know, and there always oh, another thing I want to add. There is no such thing between black and white as racial reconciliation. There is no such thing. It is a false term. Let me tell you why. I am listening. Okay. In order for you to be reconciled, you must first fall in love. I have not been sent flowers. I have not been taken on a date. I don't have a ring. No one has courted me, loved me, wooed me, made me feel pretty and beautiful. I have not had those such things. Now, should that have happened, then we would get together and we would love each other. And then we have an argument. We'd have a dispat, a, a, a spat, an argument. Then we could be reconciled. Black and white have never been in love. I've never been courted by white America. Never been in love. So how can there be racial reconciliation when we've never been in love? So that's the issue. People are trying to put the cart before the horse. There is no such thing as racial reconciliation because we are the descendants of enslaved Africans. And America has never said they were sorry or really shown that they're sorry and they accept us for what their ancestors did. Instead, they say things like, well, we didn't do it. And they want to go into their communities. They don't. Oh, my goodness. If I hear that one more time. Uh, well, I didn't do it. No, well, here's the deal, though. You're sitting on a cushion of privilege that your ancestors made your grandfather, your great, 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 great grandfather made my great, 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 great grandmother make for yourself behind. Around your neck is a chain and there's a key and there's a warehouse in back of you with the rest of the cushions. We don't want your cushion. We just want access to the warehouse. <laughs> and I Right. That's that's a that's a really good point. And that just speaks to the ripples that we're still experiencing today. It's not about, oh, well, no white person today in America's owned a black person. That's not what it's about. It's about the fact that the ripples are still impacting us. And and by saying things like that, you're not acknowledging those ripples that are still hitting our communities like waves from a hurricane. It's You know what, Ruthie? It's not it's not a ripple. It is. Thank you. It's not a ripple. It's a wave. And every time they say. Yeah, I was thinking like tsunami type ripples, real big ones. Avalanche, tidal wave. And every time they say that they let loose. I want to say the dogs of war. They they let loose the hurricane. When they say stuff, they start. You know, people ask me, "Okay, what can we do? I said, there's a big table in the middle of the room in America. And the table's filled with all kinds of medical supplies because you got one side that's wounded and bleeding. The other side are just standing there like, why are they over there bleeding? And they can come to the table. Here's the deal. The table's owned by Wade America. Okay, so we come to the table and we wait for you to help bandage our wounds. I said, then what happens is we're bleeding and you bandage and and you suture in the wound. And then you say, oh, all better. And we say, oh, why are you still talking? Why are you saying that? Because you said you were sorry. We're not supposed to feel this pain of healing, which rips open the wound again and we bleed afresh. It's kind of like almost, not quite, because I already told you about the reconciliation. It's almost like the man who has a tumultuous affair and he wants his wife to get over it. Excuse me, he asked her, how long is it going to take? How long are you going to make me pay for this? And the difference is we didn't get the love. The difference is we don't have the ring. The difference is we don't have the provision. But you want to know when we're going to get over it. It's the same thing. It's a pain that is so deep. And every time he asks the wife, when is she going to get over it? She bleeds afresh. 
That is true. Because I tell you what, like it would just piss me off all over. Yeah, right. And you have to go back and relive that stuff. And that's what happens with Black America is that we're wounded. And every time we believe that we're almost healed, a white person will say, we didn't do that. I don't understand why you're saying that. And we bleed afresh. And then you want to know why we're still bleeding. Why we're still mad. Somebody asked me, how long will it take? I said, it takes as long as it takes. It does. And I said, just get in my face and stay with me. I said, look at me. I have white blood. Okay. So therefore I want you to understand something. Stand in front of me because I am a product of your great, 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 great grandfather raping my great, 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 great grandmother. So therefore we are brothers and sisters. So therefore I need you to stand there. Let me cry. Let me hurt. You might not have inflicted the pain, but you, you are a part of the pain, the mechanism of pain. You're a part of that, which means you have a responsibility to stand there with me until I heal. And when I can trust that you're not going to rip my wounds open again, then we can walk together. That's basically what this is about. So stop telling me you didn't do it. Stop trying to avoid it because it ain't going anywhere. You may not play ostrich in this time in our society. It ain't working because the dirt will not accommodate you. <laughs> that, uh, yes. Okay. So that that is it that is that is our final episode that is that is the way that i'm going to end it because it's not about necessarily providing all the answers right because nobody right. no one person has all the right answers but it is about providing those talking points and providing you know educated perspectives from which to speak and that's one thing that i found interacting with all of the with the different professionals in my network who who work in this space is that I now have a much more educated perspective. And I'm going to grow up one day and be like you, Dr. Gail, where somebody will say, Ruthie, you just explained that so well to me. And I just never understood it my whole life until you said it. That's me. That's what people say to me because I paint pictures with words. They're wonderful pictures, like the picture where that you described with the house oh, and right. all the windows. And the... the <laughs> fecal matter under the carpet like I mean I could feel it I could smell I could feel the light shining through and it was supposed to be beautiful but I could also smell yeah. that smell and and it was and it's seeping through the carpet because so many people have run over think, it and that's, that's a human and that's a human picture it's not a color picture it's not a race picture it's a human picture and so I take human pictures right. but I, I apply them to race so people yeah. right and and that was that was just it was perfect so Dr. Gail where can people find you? Where your social media platforms, which one's your favorite, your, your websites? Tell us about it. I'll put the links in the show notes, but some people okay. just love to My website is simple. Handleyourbusinessgirl.com. Woo! Handleyourbusinessgirl.com. And you can find me on social media at Dr. Gail Hayes. It's just that simple. Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, at Dr. Gail Hayes. So that's me. Okay. All right. And, and do be sure to follow Dr. Gail, because I feel like I got lucky, you know, I've got like this, you know, growing, but small podcast and Dr. Gail graced me with an interview when she's been interviewed by, you know, big media networks and things. And so I just felt incredibly honored and you guys are going to want to stay, you know, up to date on what it is that she's doing because she's got some really big things coming down the pipeline. And I, for one, am very excited to share those things with you as well you, when Ruth. they come through. But thank, thank you, you so much. I appreciate you more than you know. It's been my honor to spend these, these segments, do these segments with you. Thank you so much for honoring me by allowing me to share your space. 
Oh, wonderful. All right. So that is all for this series. And if this is your first episode that you're catching on to, you need to go back and listen to the other episodes because Dr. Gail just, we, we just had some really strong, powerful conversations that I think everyone should have. So do be sure to go check out those other episodes if you haven't and follow her on social media and do be sure to subscribe so you Yay. don't miss any future episodes. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.